And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. And today we are talking about something very interesting uh, that's coming down the pike for the second round of spring voting. And that is going to be a millage renewal to fund a bond issuance for some improved facilities at Denham Springs High School. And the first person up on the gate to talk about this, he is the man that we are putting in front of the public first, is... So I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself so listeners can put a name with a voice. Yeah, I'm Andy McLean. I'm the head coach of cross country and track and field at Denham Springs High School. And we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. It is Monday. Mr. McLean just got done with practice. And actually, uh, Abigail O'Donohue was there today. You yeah, said. so Abby got to come and hang out with the team for a little bit. Quite a lot of success after graduating from Denham and going to LSU. Yeah, she's a three-time All-American. She holds LSU's school record. Uh, for high jump, she's an SEC champion and just plays fourth at nationals. She's better than a lot of people at high jumping. So yes. uh, we already brought it up. Today we're going to talk about uh, the millage renewal that is on the ballot. It will be in the school district for Denham, which stretches from uh, just north of the fast food four corners up there on Highway 16, down almost Port Vincent. A lot of people don't realize that. It goes down a pretty pretty good ways in the south. want to ask you, I mean, what, what, are, what are your, what's your knowledge about millages in general? Yeah, just that, you know, it's an avenue to help fund projects, especially for public schools. Um, it's a way for funding to happen. And I know that the bond that we're looking at is the bond that was used for Jubin and the developments they did there. And so what the school board and the district is asking is the ability to renew that bond at the same millage, you know, no new tax in order for us to take that money. And it's also refinancing the bond itself and using that funding to invest in the sports facilities around Denham Springs High School. Sure, and you know, it is important to note, uh, one, it is a tax that people are already paying. Correct. So it will not be a creation of any new or extra tax right. taxation. Excuse me. Uh, and I also wanted to bring up, you live in the district. Correct. So yeah. you, you coach and live in the, in the school district. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, let's talk about, first and foremost, because, you know, we're going to be getting uh, Coach Yellett and her husband in here talk about softball. Coach McCarroll will talk about baseball. Uh, Brett Beard will be coming in, talk about football from that standpoint. But I'm glad we started off with you because it's, it's a little different for you. The three of them have facilities. You don't. Yeah. Y'all have a small practice area, and that's really about it. And you don't have anything for cross country, and you don't have anything for track. So, you know, as a coach coming in for those sports, uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure you and I talked at least a little bit. I know you talked to William Weathers and Rob DeArmond a little bit more in the sports, but that this is something that you've really wanted. Yeah. And, it, you know, tell us a little bit about, from your standpoint, what it would mean for you. We'll get into the kids in a little bit, but what it would mean for you to have this, you know, renewal be successful. Right, yeah. So I graduated from Denham Springs High School in 2005. Uh, we practiced on the asphalt track at North Park. For those who don't know the difference between an asphalt track and a rubber top track or, you know, a synthetic surface is that a competition level track, you can wear what's called spikes. And so that's something we were never able to practice in because you can't wear metal spiked bottom shoes on asphalt. The other issue is that a synthetic top track is considered an all weather track. So you're able to go train even if it's wet. Well, once it rained, as it does throughout the spring season, constantly, that asphalt circle becomes very slick. And so you always felt at a disadvantage. You were never able to do the type of work that other people were able to do. I can remember 
our track meets being on Friday nights and Saturday mornings just being completely sore because of then you're wearing spikes and trying to run in that and your body's just not acclimated to it. When I came to Denham in fall of 2018, you know, one of my goals was to bring as much attention to the need for a track and field facility for Denham Springs High School because that was something that I think would just help us in a huge way because then you're able to do so much more. Now, you know, you can run around the football field to some degree. You can run around the field behind the freshman high, but you cannot get the same type of training that you would if you had a track, the same type of repetitions. We do have a 100-meter runway, and a lot of people think, well, at least you could run 100 meters, but you actually can't even run, you know, but maybe 80 because you have to be able to decelerate. Right. And right. so on one end of the, you know, that runway, we have a fence that you run straight into, and on the other end, we have about an 18-inch drop-off, you know, over a couple of feet where the trees are, and there's drainage right there. And so then, you know, once outdoor season happens, we can never simulate a full race for anything on what we have. Sure. So there's, there's a, a lot of lack there. And before, but before we even really get into functionality, I want to talk a little bit about you brought up, you graduated from right. Denham High. You know, even back then, you know, 13 years before you were hired, were you sitting there thinking like, God, I wish we had a track? Oh, absolutely. I spent the winter season training at Walker High School. So for the indoor season, um, you know, there's a indoor track season <clears throat> with the LHSA state championship and everything. And so there was only two or three of us who ran that winter season. And I can remember I get I would get all my workouts and I would drive out to Walker to get those runs in. So we never had a team practice or anything. And I can remember thinking if we had a track and I was able to train on this consistently because, you know, once outdoor season started, we had our whole team there and there's no way, you know, we were going to split up in different parts. I can remember thinking that, man, we could do so much better. I could do so much better. I could, you know, we could be more competitive and get the quality training that we needed. Sure. And when you're thinking about taking that mindset and pulling it forward to a coach, what do you think? How does it make you feel the idea that you've been able to get out in front of the community and get in out in front of your team, fellow faculty and that, and say, hey, you know, this is something we can do for these kids. I mean, you you now have that opportunity. How does that feel? Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. And I can, you know, I can remember saying to myself in August of 2018 when I started, saying, if I can't get this done, just as far as having the experience of being an athlete, you know, I ran track and cross country at Denham, of being on faculty now, of being from Denham Springs, you know, I've been in Denham Springs my whole life. Like if I can't be the one who brings enough attention to it, you know, I didn't necessarily, I didn't have the funding, you know, I didn't have, you know, the money to build a track sure. as an endowment. It, 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 but, it's several million dollars. Right. <laughs> so I wasn't able to do that. But if I wasn't going to be the one who could at least advocate and bring the attention, I really didn't know who would. That, sure. And I don't mean that in a selfish or an egotistical way. It was just a matter of, I, you know, I think I understand what the disadvantage is. I had the experience of it. You know, I was the last, I was the last class to actually practice at North Park consistently. So Coach Decody came in 2006 and all he did was run behind the freshman high and around the football field. Right. And so, you know, I, I was literally the last one to run on that asphalt circle as part of training. I can, you know, I think the sign was still out there for a while that it said from 
you know, January 1st to May 1st, please allow Denham Springs High School to practice, you know, on this track circle um, from 3 to 4.30. But, you know, that that was one of my main goals when I came here. Right. So from that standpoint, pulling that forward and that's your mindset and you're thinking about the kids you've already coached, the kids you will coach, you know, how do, how do you think that would make them feel? that somewhere in the middle of this, they understand that maybe for some of them, they're not going to realize this, but at least they know it's coming. And for others, they know it's coming and it, it maybe it gets them a little excited for the future. I mean, as a former cross country and track athlete at Denham Springs High School, how do you think the even just the idea of this makes your student athletes feel? Yeah, I think there's a sense of excitement. Um, there's a sense of satisfaction. I think it helps the student athletes feel legitimate. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, whenever they tell somebody to come out to practice, if they're, somebody's interested in joining the team and they say, meet us by the track, a lot of people say, what are you talking about? Where's the track? I mean, you know, we refer that to our runways, but a lot of people don't even know we have that back there because it's kind of hidden behind the batting cages, behind the field where, you know, football players park during home games. And so to actually have a track that everybody sees, that everybody knows where to go to, that that's where the track meets are, it gives them a sense of pride, right? You know, I think it's very clear that basketball players, they know where to go for the basketball game, right? Mm -hmm. They go to the gym. Football players know where to go for the football game. I mean, the fact is we can never have a home meet until we have a track. Like, you know, you can host a meet somewhere else, but you never have a true home meet. Um, no, you know, nobody in the community really sees us practicing out there around a track and actually getting to do the things that we need to do. And so there's, there is that sense of buzz and excitement. And finally, and at last, there's a sense of, you know, I don't want to say frustration, but my upperclassmen are, of course, like, of course, you know, now as, you know, as soon as we leave, y'all are, you know, this is where it's starting to head and go. But I think they say that with a sense of, of happiness and you know what I try to pass on to them is that they're a part of the legacy that's helped build that and like they're a part of a lineage that helped bring a track about and sure. so you know I I tell them whether it happened you know in 2015 2025 there was always going to be those classes that didn't get to run on a track or didn't get to have a track but at least you get to take pride in you know this is the direction the school is heading this is the direction of our program and the school is advancing mm-hmm and it's interesting, you, you brought part of it up, which I wanted to mention at this point. This is y'all's year to host the Paris track meet. Yeah. And it will be at Walker. Correct. Right? How does that make you feel? How does that make the student athletes on your team feel? And how does it make, you know, a lot of the faculty and maybe even parents that volunteer to help feel? Yeah. I mean, it's confusing and it's, it's frustrating and that's, in no way a reflection of Walker. It's just a matter of what you have to do in order to be able to host a meet. So you don't have the equipment. You don't have all the hurdles. And so you have to go and it's it's almost like staying in someone else's house and asking to borrow their things. Right. And not knowing where everything is and having to, you know, coach up your kids of, you know, this is what we have to do to host a meet. And so, you know, I, I you know, I've, I've made that comment several times that, and, you know, we were scheduled last year to host it, but <clears throat> COVID canceled the meet. And so it pushed back to this year. 
you know, Denham Springs High School should never have to host a home track meet or a track meet at anywhere else. Like, we should be able to host a meet at our school and on our campus, and the community should see it. You know, a lot of people are going to be going to Walker High School fan, you know, thinking that they're at, <laughs> they're going to Walker High School thinking that this should be at Denham, right? right. And I mean, that kids, parents, you know, all of these people thinking right. that, uh, you know, maybe even Walker saying this is supposed to be at their house. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, kind of illustrate the question, you know, Live Oak and Walker both have tracks. And so I get the question of, hey, where are y'all hosting the meet? Is it at Walker or Live Oak? Right. Right. Because that, that even plays into the confusion of it. Right. And, you know, that, that brings up another interesting point. You know, the other 5A programs in the parish have tracks. You have full track facilities. Right. So, you know, when you're talking to your kids and when you're talking to these other people, you know, and they see these other places, do you get feedback on that? Yeah, all the time. I get questions from the community. I get questions from parents. I get questions from people who have been involved with the program or the school. I get a sense of shock from people who first realize, hey, why don't we have a track? I've been asked that multiple times, you know, since I've been here the past three years. Oh, why does, you know, Denham Springs High School not have a track? Oh, I thought we had it. Like, there's even the confusion sometimes. Oh, I thought we had a track. Right. It's like, no, no we, we don't. don't. You right. know, it, it's not there. And, you know, any, there's usually always a comment at every meet we go to with at least one parent or one team member, you know, a student athlete, somebody who says, yeah, I wish we had this at our place. Right. Well, and, and you know, it, it, it is interesting, and I, I kind of want to circle back to what you said at the beginning is how you, you came to Denham High, and having lived through that, this is something that you wanted, and, and, and a push has started. This is probably the most serious it's been taken, uh, at least as far as I'm aware, and the opportunity is there. That funding needs to be renewed, but those are paid for. And when we talked earlier about Jubin, that was Jubin Elementary and Jubin Park Junior High. So now those are paid for. Looking for something here on campus. Uh, it is going to take some redesign of the campus. It did take um, the church agreeing to sell some land. They right. did. They voted to, and they did. So things are progressing in a way that, in a serious way, that I don't think has ever occurred before, or, or you know, all these things coming together. So. I'm interested, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, some people are just lucky. I'm the kind of person that says, you know, uh, opportunity is, is the prepared waiting for that door to open. So when you first got here, what were the conversations you, would, you had or would have with the people uh, that might be the decision makers? What were you saying to them? Like, was it, we got to do this? Or was it, you know, maybe we can do it this way. Maybe we could do it that way. How has that progressed over, say, the last two and a half years? I think for the most part, I've, I'm the squeaky wheel. I'm the one who has just tried to be the advocate, constantly bringing up in the conversation. And whether it's been at Denham Springs Athletic Association meetings or actually hosting an, an event where we try to put this before everyone, I've tried to show that Denham Springs has the talent and has had the history to put together a track team that not having a track has, you know, prevented its growth, prevented it from being successful. And so whenever I would have those conversations, 
I was trying to learn the history of how we got to where we were. You know, I learned that plans had been drawn up in the past. I learned that there were a lot of hurdles that needed to be overcome. For no tra- pun intended. Yeah, no track reference there. <laughs> you know, that, you know, I, I am of the manner that you can, you know, you look for solutions to problems. And if there was an issue about parking, well, where, can, where else can we do parking or how can we move something? Um, if there was an issue about practice and being able to accommodate different things, okay, how would this work and this be possible? And I didn't have all the answers by any means. Um, I'm not somebody with an engineering degree. I don't, I, you know, I have a degree in philosophy that allows me to teach Latin. You know, I, I didn't have, a, you know, a business degree about how to fund this. You know, I didn't have all of that. It was more of trying to find solutions to the the questions, the problems, and right. continuing to do that. And I know, you know, quite honestly, that first semester when I started bringing it up, I was told good luck with, you know, kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, and that's not necessarily, that wasn't the decision makers, just, commu- you know, people that I was discussing this with. Um, get in line because, you know, there were other things that needed to take place before. And <clears throat> I think there was really just a, an apathy towards that even being a possibility. Um, there was just kind of a disinterestedness. And, you know, my goal was to advocate for our kids, advocate for the kids who have come through here and to show the need. Right. And so, you know, and what's interesting is a lot of people telling you that, and yet you persevered to the point where, as the squeaky wheel, when this other funding mechanism broke free, you know, between you, baseball, softball, and of course, of course, of course, Coach Brett Beard, uh, who is also the athletic director, you know, all of y'all got to stand up and say, well, we need this. Right. This needs to change. So, want to talk about one more thing before we, we kind of get into the last segment of this. And it's in, it's in the interest of student safety. Right. You've already talked about community, right? You know, people can gather at the football field. They know where to go for basketball. For a lot of, for both your sport in some instances and for baseball and softball, they have to leave, even for just practice. Right. Sometimes you might have to go somewhere else. There's a, there's a safety issue there. Yeah, absolutely. They don't just, you know, they don't just leave school and go, you know, there's always something that can happen from point A to point B. Now, of course, everybody will say, you know, you can walk outside tomorrow and a ladder can hit you in the head. Right. But adding an extra layer of safety by making sure that these kids stay on campus for their after school activities, which includes track, field, cross country. You know, how does that make you as a coach feel? Because I imagine a lot of times, you know, you're finishing up class at 2.30. You're trying to get to your car. You're trying to get to North Park. You're trying to get practice started. Wouldn't, you know, not just from a, a logistical standpoint, but from a safety standpoint, wouldn't that make both of those easier? Absolutely, yeah. Anytime that we try to arrange a practice at a track, you know, not just North Park, but try to go somewhere else, we're talking about transportation, you know, kids driving themselves. And while, yes, you, you know, anything can happen at any given point, you know, whenever somebody is having to leave Denham Springs High School and go somewhere else for a school function, you're increasing that risk, that, that po- possibility and potential. But not even just leaving the campus. If you consider what we have with that 100-meter runway, we have one sand pit on the other end. This year, we probably have right at about 
30 to 35 athletes who do sprints, hurdles, and jump, long jump or triple jump. It has become a very big issue this year of trying to communicate about who's in which lane and not running into each other. You know, one of the issues that we deal with is having those, you know, eight lanes with 100 meters is I've got to practice my hurdlers at somewhere. I've got to get my sprinters to get block starts, you know, at the starting line. And on the other end, I've got jumpers running into the pit or jumping into the pit for long jump and triple jump. And we have had to be very clear about who's in which lane and when they're coming. Because if, you know, if you've ever seen somebody running full speed and somebody not paying attention and walk out in front, that's a huge safety issue. And so that's something that we, you know, have had to overcome this year or are still overcoming as we, you know, our numbers grow and we become more successful. So even with, you know, some on-site facilities, they're still just so small. Yeah. That's, there's already a safety issue built into practice. Absolutely. Not even having to go somewhere else, maybe for your distance runners or anything like that. Already having to deal with safety problems. Yeah, because sand pits usually aren't in the track, right? So Mm -hmm. they're usually... You know, if you at Live Oak, it's off to the side, you know, one corner on the visitor side. Sure. Walker has them on the home side, right. right by the sheds where pole vault is as well. They've got four sand pits. Those pits are all removed from the track. Right. Well, our runway for the sand pits are on our sprint runways. Right. And so you're taking away all that space and trying to get kids not to run into each other. And, you know, Track athletes, you know, by nature, kind of zone in on what they're doing. Like they're locked in on, let me get my steps right for long jump. Let me make sure my feet are right in the blocks. And then all of a sudden they kind of forget the fact that we're going to collide into one another when you're not paying attention. Because in a race, they're not supposed to have somebody stepping in front of them. Like they're trying to go through their routine. And it's just something that we've had to work with. And by its very nature, I mean, Denham Springs is one of, or is not one of the second, it is the second largest high school in the state. Right. You're going to have a lot of athletes. Mm-hmm. Not having enough room for them is, is borderline. Uh, it's just, it, you don't want to say unfair, because a lot of people aren't going to care if it's not fair, uh, but you're not giving these kids the appropriate facilities to excel. Right. Bringing all that together, because I just said, you know, there's some people who just say, well, it's not fair. You're looking out into a community that stretches a very big distance and asking them, they're not paying a new tax, but you're asking them to renew a current tax for this facility. So we know how you feel. You have, right. There's a legacy portion to it. You, you did what you had to do when you were at Denham. Felt you could have done better had you had better facilities. You know that your kids right now could have done better with better facilities. You're pushing for it. There's a big plan out there. Uh, just to kind of wrap that portion up, uh, there would be a shift in the football field. There'd be a construction of the field house. There'd be track facilities installed, as well as a softball and baseball field. Correct. All that would come to be on campus. Someone from the community approaches you, and not necessarily, as some people can get, right. but not necessarily in a, in a very adversarial way, but comes and asks you straight up, why? Why should I vote to renew that? 30 seconds, what are you telling them? I think track and field is one of the most dynamic and diverse sports. It brings together some of the most distinctively different athletes and ask them to come together and be a team. It helps other sports by making them faster, stronger, more coordinated, and more powerful. And we've got athletes who can compete at you know the high school level at the best level and the next level. I think it's our duty 
to provide them with those facilities, just like you wouldn't expect a basketball player not to shoot on a basketball goal in a, in a gym, just like you wouldn't expect football players not to play on a football field or baseball players not to practice on a diamond. Like it's part of the nature of the sport and our student athletes need it. Right. And it, it, obviously it is something that you felt, you know, your kids feel, obviously there's a little disappointment with the older folks, but at least they know right. they're, they're leaving a legacy. So anything you'd like to wrap up with? No, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. You know, as you said, Abby O'Donohue was at our practice recently um, today and Abby is a you know, six time state champion and she's now the LSU school record holder for high jump, and she's, like, from Denham Springs, right? And something that Abby always says is she never had a home meet, a true home meet. And so you have somebody who was literally one of the best athletes at what she does come through Denham Springs High School and didn't get that opportunity. And I want, you know, her legacy and others to be that this is what, you know, we got to the point where we, you know, we have a track and we can host those things and we can build something better. Maybe she needs to hit the campaign trail with you. <laughs> uh, again, sir, we appreciate you taking the time. Why don't you give us, uh, reintroduce yourself for those listening uh, and we'll give you a little outro. Yeah, I'm Andy McLean. I'm the head coach of cross country and track and field at Denham Springs High School. And we appreciate you joining us again. There is going to be a millage renewal. It's not a new tax. It will be a renewal dedicated to funding a bond uh, that will build out some for sports facilities at Denver Springs High School right now. Baseball, softball, having to go elsewhere. Track, having some sort of minimal facilities uh, at the school. Probably not enough for the number of athletes. Cross country, more often than not, having to leave. Uh, so trying to bring all that back to campus is the plan. We are going to be having uh, both both Coach Yellets here from softball. We are going to have Coach Mark Carroll from baseball. Uh, we are going to have Coach Brett Beard from football, also the athletic director, and we're also going to have school board member Cecil Harris, all of whom are going to be joining us in the booth. But we appreciate you, sir, kicking it off. Uh, we, did a, we did enjoy it. You do have previous experience at Denham High, uh, so it was a good perspective to kick this series off. So thank you for being here. We do appreciate it. Absolutely. And we thank you guys for listening out there to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys checking us out on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We are also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. We have an app to go with that. We hope you have a great day. Be looking for the next episodes of this series, talking about this millage renewal, and we will see you next time.